up, everybody? You're listening to Salah's Corner with the one and only Salah Muhammad. So when we think of someone who is conservative-minded, we typically have a very specific person we picture in our mind. I know for me personally, it's uh, someone who's middle-aged, you know, 40, 50 years old, white male, lives in a very uh, suburban community, not experienced in culture or very secluded in how they live their life, not have been exposed to a lot of cultures, um, just a multitude of different backgrounds that would open their horizons to a number of different things. So I wanted to sit with a very specific person today to kind of challenge that idea of what we visualize as someone who is of the conservative, right-leaning persuasion. So on today's episode, uh, I'm going to sit with just that person. Uh, his name is Albert Ordunia. Uh, he would kill me if I didn't add the Inya in there. Um, we really, we sat down, we'll talk about a little bit about his background, where he comes from, and just an idea of what it means to be conservative, but also a minority. Albert, what's going on? Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Salah. Very thankful and grateful that you brought me into the podcast today. So, I, you know, we're going to do something a little, just make it as casual as possible. Just have a conversation about, um, you know, getting to know someone who is conservative. First of all, would you categorize yourself and your way of thinking politically as conservative? So I would say I'm definitely a little bit more conservative leaning. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of things that are up still up to grabs uh, when it comes to uh, where my stance is. Okay. You know, when you see when you hear conservatism, you see a lot of um, he's on this category. He's this, 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 and, and this. And if you're liberal minded, you're more this, 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 and this. And so it's kind of difficult sometimes nowadays to actually identify that. Now we've seen politics that's changed a lot more. So you're going to see a little bit more Republicans or conservatives with a little bit of uh, liberal um, touch to them. Um, there's a stereotype that exists that most conservatives, most people that are uh, lean right are straight white males. How, do, how does that fit into your your way of thinking when it comes to conservatism and, and that stereotype that exists? Well, it, it actually doesn't define me at all just because I grew up in New York. I'm... Uh, my father's from Peru. My mother's from Ecuador. Um, so I'm, I'm Hispanic, and um, you know I, I grew up in Queens. So it's not like I, w I was growing up in the in a rural area that uh, I'm sorry, a um, suburban area. And uh, everyone was pretty much like-minded uh, individuals. I grew up in a household that was very very religious. Um, we're Mormon, and uh, now it's uh, considered a Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. So more more of a Christian household, and uh, I grew up also, my family being Democrat, my mother, uh, my uncles, um, my grandmother, all being Democrats. And so my my mindset was just like, hey, this is uh, this is what I vote for. This is what I what I support. Uh, so you grew up in a Latin household, fair to say? Yes. Okay. Majority of your household was uh, Democratic. You, you know, so I, I I take that and I think of how. There's a belief that conservatives and the Republican Party as a whole is not very favorable to people of color and minorities. Do you feel that that is even the case, given some of the mainstream attention and, and some of the mainstream backlash that comes that, that's out there when it comes to just a conservative movement? I, I think back to when back in 2012, 
when uh, Barack Obama was running for re-election against Mitt Romney, and obviously Barack Obama won, and there was this huge uh, uproar within conservative circles of like we we are losing the Hispanic vote, and we need to try to re-image and reimagine ourselves to be more. Uh, inclusive of other cultures do you feel like that one do you feel like that that is needed within the conservative movement and two what is your stance on just how the stereotype that conservatives and republicans aren't really there for people of color and other minorities when it comes to republicans i guess not helping out the hispanic community i believe that their way of thinking is changing little by little. I know how the and the media portrays re- Republican uh, news and and whatnot, but uh, I do see that there are, in fact, because there's so much um, uh, media about minorities and the issues within the, these communities, there's going to be a plan in place, such as Donald Trump did um, play a bill when it comes to African-American communities, mm-hmm. which was the... Uh, I, I I forgot the the whole name of it. It was like a, just what's the the context of the bill? Uh, basically, it, it's helping um, companies go into uh, lower wage um, in, in cities or African American communities and build up um, um, jobs for uh, the people that live there. And uh, you know, I think that's uh, specifically for the African American community, which it, it, as well will will affect the uh, Hispanic community as well because they live among. Uh, the same, Typically same, live in yeah. the same kind of poverty levels, uh, same types of communities. Even if they're not, you know, intermixed, the communities are practically identical when it comes to their makeup and poverty rates and jobs and things like that. I, I agree. And uh, I think it's something that's uh, a little bit not, not heard of um, in these times just because it was a whole concept of like, hey, these Republicans don't care about us. And um, it's a, a small step. It's a small step. But it's a it's a step. So I, I hear what you're saying, and I don't know exactly. I don't. I'm not privy to that exact bill that was uh, supported by um, by Trump. But yes, we you know you can have politicians from all walks of life support a particular agenda that impacts that positively impacts a, a community, um, a specific community of people. Uh, but in the whole they do or say things that's detrimental to their community. You know, so you just going with that same reference of, you know, Trump. He's also someone who back in the eighties he refused to to rent to, to black people in his in his buildings. Um, you know, so what's that how do you reconcile that? Yes, today he you know, you say he put forth a bill that's possibly benefit uh, the, the black community, but in the grand scheme of things, how he typically operates um, he's used to turning down black people because he doesn't want to be associated with them or whatever the case may be. Like, where's the reconciliation there? Like, on one hand, you're supporting us, but on the other hand, you don't even want to be close to us. Are you really actually supporting that particular community in that sense? Um, that's, a, that's a great statement just because, um, you know, it, it just brings uh, into play the character of a man and how and their decisions um, throughout their life uh, affects them um, today or others today. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that people do have, um, do make decisions that are not right. Yeah. And uh, we should, we should definitely say something about that. We should definitely be outspoken and, you know, tell them, hey, that, that's, that's not cool, you know. But the decisions made in power now 
um, today um, does affect a, gra- uh, a grand scheme of things. And, you know, in this sense, it does does affect in, in this in the bill that I'm, I'm talking about, it does affect um, our communities. And that's a good thing. And I think we should, you know, not celebrate like, hey, you know, make this, you know, front page news. But, you know, acknowledge the fact that, you know, it's something a step ahead in the right direction. Because if honestly, he didn't he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to play that bill. Um, But he did. All right. So I probably should have started with this question. What is in your mindset, you know, someone that identifies somewhat as a conservative leaning person? How what? What does it mean to be conservative to you? That's a broad question. I know. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But like, it's, what what ideals and you know, just kind of some basics. You know, what are some of the the basic fundamentals of like this is what it means to be conservative? I'll just talk about the main t- main topics. Just um, you know, when it comes to abortion, for example, a conservative would most likely be more pro life. When it comes to the death penalty, most conservatives would be. Um, uh, uh, supporting the death penalty uh, when it comes to uh, schooling in gen- generally the same um, idea of schooling would be the same thing as the economy very much of a free market being able to be competitive with uh, with others and you know growing from there and not having basically not in a socialist um, um, platform when mm-hmm. it comes to economy or when it comes to schooling when it comes to gun control, that's also one of the major issues um, that hasn't been spoken as of yet as much um, when it comes to news, but it will most likely be coming up. All right, so let's let's list that. You got we got abortion. You got uh, anti-abortion, uh, pro guns, free markets, right? Um, uh, and choice you know, in schools. Um, so competition among among schools as well as in the uh, the market. And um, what else was there? There was one more. Oh, well, when it comes to healthcare, it would fall into the same category of just kind of that free market. So free market and choice of healthcare. Um, what What are your stances on all of those? And immigration are too. You, do you line up with the conservative thinking on all of all six of those now, including immigration? All six of those uh, topics. So I would agree to probably four out of six. Okay. Um, uh, when it when it comes to this, so um, you know, definitely pro gun, pro life. When it comes to healthcare, uh, definitely more of a free market healthcare, which falls into um, the economy mm-hmm. as well. But when it comes to public schooling, um, I I do incline a little bit more towards the public school side of things, and just limit um, the amount of private schools, all based on what state you live in and how much of a need there is in public schools. Uh, Just because I know there are cities that suffer a lot because uh, they don't have that funding of public schools, in which in that same state you have um, private schools that are thriving. And there's so much money going into these private schools. Hmm. And and I guess what I'm saying is kind of like a a different plan uh, set in play when it comes to that. Um, if there is limit the amount of private schools using those funds and to implement uh, just uh, n- new tools and new uh, newer technology on those public schools within that state. Gotcha. Uh, you know, when it comes to uh, nationwide, I, I disagree with that. But when it comes to uh, statewide, definitely something that can change when it comes to that. Also, another one is uh, the death penalty. I think there I'm a we had a big debate about this the other day. The, the other day, <laughs> and um, that's right. And I I really do come to reason of seeing that it does not prevent future murders. 
Um, but I do understand also the feeling of a person that, you know, does not get their, in their feeling, um, justice. And so, and also the, the person that would be going to death row because of a murderous act, it would stop them also from doing future murder acts, which um, statistically, spo- uh, you know, speaking of, um, uh, it, it's so hard because there's so many numbers in both ways. Right. But, um, you know, they do inclines three to five murders they, they could have saved. Um, you know, once they do the death penalty, they had saved three to five murders. That's one of the, the stats. But that's still very inconclusive just because there isn't so many death penalties that uh, are happening in, in the nation now. It's not like it, it's a long process. And to get up to that point, it's really hard to really um, figure out the numbers. So I, you give me an, an ample amount of um, <laughs> uh, arguments to, to combat you with. But let's start with health care. You, you're, you're, what is your take on how our health care system should operate as a country? Well, when it comes to how it should operate, um, I wouldn't give you a, a straight answer to give you like, hey, this is uh, definitely going to work. This is going to work 100% of the time. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, you know, a free market system has to do a lot with a, a lot of check and balances. Uh, you're going to have um, some losses, some wins, and it's, it's going to work for some and it's not going to work for everyone. But um, I do have an experience that I had when, um, you know, I, I did mention to you that, you know, I come from a very religious household. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, part of the part of the church, um, you have missionaries. And so you have the uh, every man and woman has a decision to um, be become a missionary, um, help preach the gospel, um, help build houses, um, help uh, people spiritually from the ground up, which is which is great. And you do it for two years. And you're away from your family. There's no telecommunication with them. It's just you and and the people and God. Uh, I decided to do that in 2009 to 2011. I lived in Argentina for for two years, and um, you know I I would say I was um, you know teaching or preaching to to the people. Um, and so um, well, there was a, an occasion that uh, I've done this multiple times. Is just uh, to, to go to a hospital and uh, give a blessing to a person that was sick. And um, it was in San Juan, which is uh, in the Republic of San Juan, in their state, pretty much, in, in Argentina, and in one of their major hospitals. And when I went down there, there was such a huge line uh, from the beginning to the, back, uh, to, to the outside around the block. Uh, this uh, Argentina, I'm sorry, I should have started that. Argentina has a universal health care when mm. it comes to, um, you know, uh, their their hospital facilities and into into. Um, so they, you, you, when you mean universal health care, they have free health care that's accessible to essentially all their citizens. That's correct. Okay, that is correct. And um, when I when I came in there, um, you know, it was it was a little um, shocking the first time. The next couple of times, you you kind of get used to it. But um, it, it wasn't nice to see that there was you know children just uh, waiting. Um, um, uh, I've gotten five hours uh, waiting for um, a nurse or a doctor to see, and there's other patients that are waiting as well. Um, 
they're uh, you know just just literally vomiting on the floor just in front of you because they and they there there's no other place they can go so when when i was able to do a uh, a blessing to this individual i didn't know this person i actually I came to that area for one day and then i and i left but um you know uh, a couple weeks later he passed away and um you know it was it was unfortunate the event but you know it, it made me it was just a little spark it's not like it just became like oh my goodness i'm a conservative now because of this yeah. it, but it was just kind of like a, a a spark to know like if if these hospitals had the the right tools technology and staff um they could have gotten um a better care for these individuals you know plus save lives so do you you think that was a product of having a universal health care system? Like, do you think the universal health care system in Argentina is what is preventing these people from receiving the adequate uh, health care that they need? It sounds like you're kind of making that argument. And what I'm trying to say is that they didn't have any other option uh, when it comes to um, their care for their um, their loved ones. They, If there was a private... Um, you know, sector that they can go to a, to a, a doctor, um, pay a little bit more, and be able to take care of whatever they need to take care of. It could have been a better option. So, but when it comes to this case, particular case in Argentina, um, I don't know what specifics you may necessarily know. I don't know. I don't know a ton about it. Um, is it a state-run healthcare system so that you know the state? the runs the hospitals they run um what uh, procedures they you know they approve and deny what procedures uh, each of their citizens gets based on that uh system as well do you know how that works for instance you know a lot of free healthcare markets they mandate the uh accessibility of healthcare for the citizens but the actual organizations are still run by private sector for instance if the, how that would work in America oh. Aetna still runs funding particular procedures for their patients and the government you know helps with paying for the the healthcare which ultimately ends up reducing costs across board uh, like do, how does that system work in Argentina so they do have um private sectors when it comes to um made in bigger cities than them mm. um that that do take care of their patients but when it comes to the rest of argentina or the rest of the country because there wasn't there's only two three major cities in argentina that would take care of their um their patients in that sense and uh, but in every other uh, other other place it would be the same more of a federal uh, funded um, the uh, the government essentially the government. controls right the the hospitals right 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 um and and I I mean I absolutely can see how that could be a uh, problem but that is you know it sounds it almost sounds like because of that that's like turned you off completely to like the option for universal health care it's just a chain chain reaction of just kind of like um free market um mm -hmm. to have a competitive um you know market for for anyone and, and gives us the option to choose what we want to do um and not limit our choices just less government in general um for us to be able to to choose what we want to do and not have a 
someone choose for us, you know? I have a I have a radical idea I'm gonna throw at you. Oh no. What if oh, no. what if you said, you know, you want the people to be able to choose what they want, right? What if That's the people great. choose more government? If the people choose more government <laughs> <laughs> I'm challenging your. I mean, that's what you said. No, you no, said of course. You want the people, you know, from a conservative mindset, you right. want people to choose what they want. You know, the the choice to be in their hands. What if their choice is more government? What if the majority people, you know, uh, yes, it doesn't have to be everyone, but what happens when the majority of the citizens of a government choose to give more control to government? Well. If that is the case, that is exactly what we'll get. And I think it's something that we'll accept. And I think it's something that would be frustrating. You think conservatives will accept it? Oh, of course not. They're going <laughs> to, okay. they're, they're definitely, they're, <laughs> they're, they will definitely fight it. But when it comes to law, we still believe in the law. You know, we still believe in justice and we do um, believe in, in um, how things are run here. And so if it, it is based on majority, uh, is what they it, it's it's that what they want then that's something that we're gonna uh, have to accept and of course there there'll be people speaking out against it and stuff like that but m- my thing is when that does happen let's say we hit four or five ten years uh of this happening i i do believe in just in a in a uh, human aspect our will to be complacent will will just be a matter of time until we want to get more we that's, that's interesting that you correlate uh giving government control to complacency I, I found that that didn't go over my head but i'll let you continue um i think that you know you give you give a man a fish they they'll take it you give a man two fishes they'll take it they can be complacent to a certain degree. Um, and then they're going to want to learn. They're going to want to do it themselves. And I think um, they're going to want to provide for their families. They're going to want to uh, get something more than what everyone else is getting. And I think that's just natural um, human um, nature. And I think we want to feel that w- we are living our, our life is being fulfilled by doing something like that, for doing something more than just the regular, more than just enough. And uh, I think that has to do with just kind of more of a general aspect of a little bit of everything. Mm. I, uh, I wholeheartedly disagree with you on a number of things, but I'm not. Uh, the one thing that I don't want to make this is uh, me proving you wrong over and over again. Because <laughs> we always know how that ends up <laughs> working out. But really just to understand how... Uh, conservative thinking works you know i don't think we have enough of these conversations with people who don't agree with us i think we typically have a lot of conversations with people that agree with us and agree with us alone and when it comes to someone who disagree with us we constantly dismiss and not have a robust debate on uh, topics however i do want to get to a, a very specific thing now and and i think i, I feel like i have people like standing over my shoulder and like ask him, ask him, ask him. So how can you identify as conservative and associate yourself with the conservative movements given they are supporting a president like Donald Trump who is calling 
Mexicans and and other Latin uh, people, uh, rapists and murderers and drug dealers, and you know he refers to countries in Africa as shitholes. He, you know, essentially looks down his nose upon anyone who, from all appearances, is not a white male. You know, even to white women, he kind of degrades them and berates them to a, a particular degree. We saw that when he was. Uh, running for president and the, the um, you know, whoever was running in the campaign or whoever was moderating the debates, you know, if you were a woman, he was, you know, he was jumping, he was on the attack, um, but very differently when it came to, to white men. How do you, as a conservative, reconcile that as, as, as you know, someone um, who is a minority in this country, how do you reconcile identifying as someone in the conservative movement when the conservative movement props someone up who almost hates what you are. So when it comes to the beginning of the rise of the Donald Trump, um, I think um, the whole conservative movement wasn't on his back and they weren't supporting him um, 100%. Uh, To be honest with you, I didn't know what he was proposing most of the time. It was just kind of like all talk until we see where he was going to incline. He was debating whether he was going to be a Democrat or, or a Republican. Um, and, and when it comes to past, um, you know, questioning and interviews and whatnot. And um, the man has an ego. Um, he, I, I, we all know that. And um, when it's challenged, you see his flaws. And um, I think... You know, we, we can all attest that that's that's not a good thing. I, I don't think that is correct. And that's why I don't I'm not a never like a, a never Trumper or I'm not a always Trump on my back uh, because there are uh, there are things that, you know, as as his um, character, uh, I wouldn't support. But I do support when it comes to his his message of. Of America, he doesn't put himself in in front of America. He's putting actually the word America first, and that's what I do believe. Um, and when it comes to how can I support this man, I feel like when it comes to um, political um, candidates, there wasn't anyone that would be more different than he was. And um, to me, I thought. This is going to be someone that's going to change a lot of things, whether it'll be good or bad. We, I don't, I didn't know, I don't know, and um, there's a lot of different things that he says that's wrong, and I understand that. But there are things that he's doing that is helping America, which is we can't say that it's not a good thing either, and so it, it puts me in a in a difficult position, just saying, hey, listen, you honor this guy, you honor this guy. I I don't honor him. I I applaud him when he does good things, and when he doesn't do good things, he shouldn't be applauded. Do you? Uh, I'm going to be real candid now. <laughs> I've been holding back. Do I'm, you do you think all um think all Mexicans are rapists? <laughs> do I think all Mexicans are rapists? Yeah. I don't believe that all Mexicans are rapists. Do you think Donald Trump believes that? I'm not in his head. I don't know what he he really thinks about Mexicans. That's fair. I I think that you know he want when it when it was the whole issue about the wall. 
Um, you know, the first thing um, was in in uh, Telemundo, uh, what they were talking about um, majority of immigrants come illegally for overstayed b- visas via you know airplane, you know, and so. And we spoke about this another day, another mm-hmm. time ago. That majority of um, uh, illegal immigrants do come in um, because of overstayed visas. Why are we building a wall? And um, you know, I I think he was just trying to control where he can control, uh, which was it, it is the minor part of the issue, but it's still an issue. Um. Man, you you giving me so much, and I'm trying my best not to like knock everything you're saying down. But I I just want to I'm again my focus is to try to understand your way of thinking versus to try to convince you of my thinking. Um, so with that said, in trying to understand just you know a conservative way of thinking, at what point you know you say you don't agree with a lot of the things he says, um, you know his rhetoric the way he references things, how he talks is, you know, offensive. Um, You acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. At what point does it outweigh, you know, some of the things that you think he's doing good? You know, uh, do you think as a president, you know, the most powerful position in the world is harming how immigrants are viewed in not just in your movement, but on the impressionable people? that don't pay attention to this stuff on a regular basis. You know, so, yeah, you know, you, you, you don't think all Mexicans are rapists, but what about, you know, the person that's coming of age, you know, that's just coming of voting age and that lives in a very particular community and is not exposed to a lot of Mexicans. And they hear the president of the United States, the most powerful position in the world, saying stuff like that. At what point, where, where's the breaking point where what he says far outweighs any good that he could do. Well, one thing is for sure that uh, the right of free speech, uh, the right of free speech is very, very much alive here in America. And that's something we, we definitely don't. You're killing me. You're giving me all this ammo that I can just, <laughs> I'm not taking I'm, the bait. I'm gi- well, you're, you're sharing with me that Go ahead. Um, you're, you're you you're sharing with me that, you know, he's saying a lot of bad things mm-hmm. and I'm saying that, He's he's allowed to say bad things as much as someone's allowed to say good things, but that doesn't mean we should restrict someone from saying. We're in a we're in a time of technology that communication is everything. Twitter, Instagram, um, we don't have to say anything. We can we can demonstrate through art um, uh, what how we feel about different things. You know, um, definitely being an activist is so so real in America right now, which is amazing, which is great. That's a form of freedom of speech. But limiting speech won't won't stop anything. More speech, I believe, is what what actually changes minds. It's what I don't I don't mean to say limit his speech. I mean as a as a conservative minded person. At what point does it mean I can no longer support anything associated with this person because what they say is so damaging? At where is the breaking point there? That doesn't mean you you put a you know there's a gag order put out on him. I don't think that's possible, and I don't think that would do anything. But I think as an individual, um, and as a collective, as a community of of Americans, when do we have a conversation about you know what we should not give this person any more power, control, or credence? 
because of the damaging things that they say and do. I think when when it when it comes to someone that really um, applies law and justice when it um, into play, I think um, you know if you're found guilty in in breaking laws, that's something that you should be accounted for, and that is the best way and 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 the way that we've always l- knew here in America that that's how you limit someone's power is when they break a law when they break something that affects other people but when it comes to just when it comes to speech i know he has a a ton of power he's the president of the united states he does influence so much whether he says something good and then people to perceive it as a as a bad thing that's under the impression and that's under the interpretation of the person at the end of the day we have the choice of um to put his words into account and put it in a list you know and challenge him whether he's breaking breaking laws and if he is then we have the right to put him to court he did a national emergency and there are people already placing uh, suing him you know and 16 states absolutely and they have the right to and i'm not saying that they shouldn't i'm saying that they should because they have the right to do that i and think you've successfully not answered my question though I think I, I think I gave you an answer. Uh, I think I gave you an answer. You gave an answer. It wasn't an answer to the question. But I'm gonna let you slide on this one because um, <laughs> I like I can I can feel the 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 soup um, the argumentative in me ready to knock down all of the claims that you just made today. But at the end of the day, I think the most important thing is having so aggressive, my friend. Um, oh, I'm aggressive. I think the most important thing, though, is having a conversation about, you know, with people that disagree with you, because that's that's how we formulate uh, movement in some of these conversations. Um, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of whatever policy he puts forth, I think as a society, we've moved past the, well, I'm going to be okay with some of what you do. Um, and, you know, turned a blind eye to some other things um, because it, you know, it, it outweighs, you know, the other. I think we're, we're moving in a direction of, no, what you said is far more damaging um, and destructive to a society, regardless of, of if you, um, you know, put a, put a bill forward that helped black people. I, um, I mean, I just don't think also... Um, based on people's past actions, uh, someone uh, someone's career could be could end. I think we should, you know, definitely case by case basis. You think his? You think well, everything the, well, he's right. doing is past actions? No, no, no. I'm actually I'm actually referring to just um just just the media as a whole. Just mm. uh, everything um has been like, you know, uh, we found out this. I, I can't believe this happened. You know, this this happened for a fact, uh, and and we don't wait and see the circumstances and get the evidence and whatnot. Like uh, I feel like the media has been very dishonest when it comes to um, just waiting and um, seeing um, what evidence come into play and just kind of like um, uh, many issues. Kind of let's let's talk about. I mean, we, we don't have time, but <laughs> we we could talk about um, the senator from what was it, North Carolina, Virginia, 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 
uh, it, it was, was a senator, a, um, governor and governor. Um, that's right. That's and right. Attorney general. Um, you know, um, blackface. Blackface. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, there's a whole uh, Jesse. 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 I'm saying it right. Yes, Jesse. you are saying it right. Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> the whole. The whole. Um, Jesse incident. Um, where the, he was, uh, he's. It's now found out that he may have um, paid people to jump him. That's right. That's right. And there's um, also the the school kids. Um, the I, I can't remember what school, but yes, I know what you're referring to. That was kind of into the confrontation with the Native Americans and got into a weird protest clash type all, of situation. All back to back to back. Very recent, um, huge, huge issues in the media. I mean, uh, uh, stories, news, you know. But um, uh, it, it's like we couldn't wait. We This was what happened and that was it. And uh, when we heard, when within 48 hours, we get new news about the update of this. And it's not as national news, but then it's just, you know, updated news. And then we're kind of like torn in between, like, what just happened? Like, my feelings were kind of because I was torn as well on different issues, as well, and I and for you too probably. No, I was good. Oh, you were good. <laughs> yeah, I was good. I wasn't oh. torn at all on any of it. Oh, you, you knew you knew what was happening the whole no, time. No, it's not that I knew what was happening. It's that I don't react first. I I think that is a credit to what news sources were following, and uh, you know let's let's hear the every version of the events before we cast judgment. Um, Agreed, and that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, but I think I'm going to end it there. Uh, this was the mind of a conservative. Uh, you 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 took me on a a whirlwind tour, is what I expected. So um, wow, one day um, maybe we'll come back to this uh, platform and we'll we'll have a list of different topics, and you and I can just debate them back and forth. I think um, I think that's a great idea, and I can just prove. Um, you know, to everyone listening, how uh, incorrect some of the things you just said today were. As as I can prove different things that you know you might haven't thought of. Uh, thank you, Albert. This is this is a pleasure. I appreciate it. I appreciate you one just being open and just sharing your perspective. It's not comfortable for a lot of people in your position. Um, who would be in your position to 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 come on a um a platform that doesn't necessarily agree with you and being able to to cite what you believe and 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 openly so i appreciate that thank you listen man that's that's what it, what it's all about you know and so i i do appreciate uh, you inviting me down here and um and appreciate the time thanks thanks all right so i want to thank albert ordunia for sitting with me today um it was a it was a very interesting uh, conversation. I, I got to tell you guys, it was really hard for me not to um, like try to knock everything down that he was saying. Uh, but I think that's important because if we want to have an inclusive conversation, um, we need to be having conversations with people who don't think like us. One that only helps further our own perspective, our own ideas, and our and ideals, and how we begin to tackle some of these problems that plague everyone you know some of these problems don't just affect albert and his community they don't just affect me and my community it doesn't matter if i'm liberal conservative 
these problems inflict America as a whole. And if we don't um, open our horizons to having these conversations, no matter how difficult, how painful and uncomfortable they can be, um, we won't really progress as a country and as uh, people. So, again, thank you, um, Albert, for sitting in an uncomfortable space and having these uh, real tentious debates uh, with me. Um, if you have any questions about this topic, if you have any opinions on uh, some of the things that was talked about today, feel free to email me at realtalk at com. Make sure you are following on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I have a lot of new things coming down the pike, um, so I want to thank everyone for your support. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to this on. Um, Until next time, peace, y'all.